0: Hey guys, this is Steven, the host of the Guilty as Charged podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are available on all podcast platforms as well as YouTube. We do appreciate any ratings or reviews and all subscribers to our YouTube channel. That being said, today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is our sponsor, who has been great for us. They've been an amazing partner to work with, and they have some great products to make sure that you are feeling your best for the upcoming summer months. If you're feeling a little frisky downstairs, they have the Lawnmower 2.0. They also have anti-chafing boxer briefs, which are a personal favorite of mine, as well as a ball deodorant and some amazing smelling cologne. If you use the code GUILTY at checkout, you get 20% off and free shipping your purchase. Again, that's the code GUILTY at checkout for 20% off. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. Hey guys what is up uh we're doing a special edition of the guilty is charged podcast just me and tyler uh this was a request uh from a few people i had not seen draft day until recently so a lot of people message me how can you like what is going on how can you not have watched this and so uh we're gonna have a chat about it but first and foremost tyler how are you doing today man
1: i'm doing just fine i can't wait to talk about this (laughs)
0: it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so just for a little background for those who are are interested in this, uh, I did serve an LDS church mission in Mexico. It's a two-year mission. You don't get to watch movies. You don't get to watch TV. You don't get to listen to music. You know, you're only dedicated to, you know, preaching the gospel and living like a missionary. And so draft day came out while I was on my mission. Um, like I was maybe like six or seven months in, and when i got home i was like oh like this movie you know it's about the draft like how cool is that like it's got kevin costner and all these people right um uh, but everybody i talked to was like no don't watch it it's not very good and so <laughs> that's just kind of why it, you know, i didn't choose to watch it and then you know recently our, our friend ryan Dyward was like dude you got to watch it some people watch it every day for a whole week leading up to the draft um so I decided to give it a shot. Me and my wife, we watched it on Monday. We we rented it on Xfinity, um, and so I, I have now watched the movie. And Tyler and I are going to discuss it now. So Tyler, yeah, do you want to start uh, what one? did you
1: think? I, so I, I've seen the, I've seen the movie before. So this to me, like I've I, it's funny I've seen it before, and then leading up to even being asked, you being asked to watch it. I was watching clips of it. It happened to come up for some reason. I don't know if YouTube just knew we were getting closer to the draft or what. But suddenly I went down that rabbit hole where you get like, you know, 10 different clips, like five minutes at a time with all the moments from a movie. So I watched draft day in clips already. And then I watched it for this. And I'm very excited to hear what you think (laughs) of draft day.
0: So I think the right place for me to start this is i had not watched a movie with chadwick boseman since he passed Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and i had forgotten that he was in it and so that really like it it hit a nerve for a little bit and so i was like oh my gosh like this guy like i didn't know he was in this and then secondly when it comes to him like they they his character was so bad he had (laughs) brass knuckles on his phone (laughs) case i was like what is this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then you know they're showing highlights of him and it's clearly not him like this huge yeah. dude with these shoulder pads from the <laughs> 90s and these helmet from the 90s and i'm like come on like could we not have yeah. given our guy chadwick boseman some some like actual football footage uh so that that's kind of where i wanted to start it and, and i think you know chadwick rest in peace man i think that was such a big aspect of you know you know he was in 42 and he was in all these things and obviously the yeah. marvel thing which I love the Black Panther movie and Marvel in general. So definitely wanted to start it there. But this in general, this is one of those movies that it pays like 80% of the budget goes towards the cast. And so you have yeah. Jennifer Gardner and you have all these guys, the dude from Prison Break. Um, and, you know, you have Diddy as an agent and Terry Crews. And so all the money went towards the cast. Um, mm. And that unfortunately led to, yeah. led to some very poor writing and other kind of decisions like Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman's oh, yes. wardrobe. Um, but the <laughs> cast, it kind of carries the weight, right? Like Kevin Costner's really good in, I think his character is, is well done. So it was entertaining. I had fun, really good idea, but it just left me like wanting a little more. It, it left some meat on the bone. I thought that had they trimmed down the cast spend some more money on the writing aspect of things. It could have been a very much improved movie, but it was entertaining overall.
1: Yeah. The first thing about Chadwick Boseman, um, the movie before this that I watched with him in it was Ma Rainey's Black Bottom where, you know, he was nominated for an Oscar. He was projected to win. He did not. Um, but he, he at that point was very, very skinny. Um, had, yeah. had, you know, the cancer had progressed to a certain amount. So to go back and watch this Where I I don't know if he put on weight, but he certainly looks big. Like he's supposed to be an NFL or you know college prospect, so he looks so much bigger in this one. I watched with my with my girlfriend, and you know we were both just like, oh my gosh, look at the difference between him. You know the movie we just watched and and draft day. So um, obviously a real shame. The writing, so the writing on this movie is freaking great. So the whole (laughs) point of a character introduction in a movie, right? You want them to have like Kevin Costner, main character. He's the guy you're following through the entire movie. And you want him to be like the guy that you root for. And the first quote they give him, he goes down he's making breakfast or whatever, watching TV and his first line for your protagonist of this movie is you look nice. And that's just, that that (laughs) is the writing that we're dealing with here. I wrote down other quotes that were my favorites. Um, I have 52 Tarzans. I need a Jane. What does that mean? (laughs) I have no idea what that even means. (laughs) Like I, I, get it if you mean like you have 52 janes you need a tarzan yeah. what is what does the opposite does it, mean right um i have another one people pay to get wet um not really sure what we're going with for that one um but my favorite let's see what else um oh when the sister is announced as dead um because you know topic wasman's character's sister died um yeah. coach goes boo freaking who so that's a really great uh comment there uh my favorite <laughs> one though my favorite one is the reason the head I wrote all this, I took so many notes. The reason that the head coach does not want a rookie quarterback is because he hates rookie quarterbacks because they're stupid and he has to coach them up and teach them things like protections. Like you're a coach, you yeah, idiot! Like you, you, what are you gonna do? Like coach veterans the rest of your life? Like oh, I hate rookie quarterbacks because they're stupid. I have to teach them <laughs> things like project, protections. I'm like,
0: come on, dude, you're the coach the coach's character man was so annoying and i don't don't know who that actor is i know he Uh. was i know he's been in in a bunch of things but um like going into the office and like burning up the playbook and like i don't know the coach's (laughs) character like i know they they like try to paint him out as like the villain yeah but he he was just Mm -hmm. corny man and like the boo freaking who thing i'm like okay we just we just heard that this prospect's (laughs) sister died like okay (laughs) Um, yeah, uh-huh. I, I think my biggest complaint in terms of like the cast and the writing is the way that they mm-hmm. use Jennifer Garner. Like, it's so stereotypical oh, yeah. of like mm-hmm. the only woman in the office is sleeping with the biggest, most important player or person 100%. in the office. And mm-hmm. like, you hear her talking to the coach, and she's like, I've dedicated my life to this. And then that's the only thing you get yeah. in terms of like her backstory. Her character or anything everything else is just like you know oh she's pregnant oh she's sleeping with the boss and like (laughs) it was like can jennifer garner like get a line and then you know every single five minutes they're off into the closet with these weird conversations and i'm just (laughs) like so the way that the jennifer garner was used and the way her character was used i think to me is like my biggest complaint outside of like the general the writing because Like, it would have been better to not have Jennifer Garner at all. Like, her character Mm -hmm. was so unnecessary. And then it ends with, like, oh, mom, who I hate, she's pregnant. And it was like, what? Like, this makes no (laughs) sense to me at all. Like, why choose Jennifer Garner to be this, such a minuscule part of the movie? If you're going to have a woman being, who's dating the main character, like, pay a cheap actress who's hot. Like you don't need Jennifer Garner yeah. to come in and play this tiny role.
1: Yeah. And i um, the intention was very clear. Jennifer Garner is 17 years younger than Kevin Costner. <laughs> it was already just kind of like, like, that's your daughter. Kind of yeah. like, Ugh. and then like they start like her, her character introduction is her in the shower and they just show like her back. And it's like, Oh, here we go. You know? And then the coach sits down and talks to her and he says, you know, how's how does a girl like you get into this game? Like, Man, this thing post Me Too would have gotten flamed like oh, the, like the so playbook that they they burnt. I mean, it it was it was certainly very bad. Um, and just wa- like having to watch Jennifer Gardner and Kevin Costner kiss at the end, oh. where they're just like, <laughs> like it's 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 so disgusting. My girlfriend kept pointing out his neck being gross. I just it was so gross. I couldn't watch it. Like, like Jennifer Gardner is very attractive, and Kevin Costner is not, and certainly not when he he's like sixty six now, and she's like. 49 or something so it says i just the whole thing was just super gross um they clearly had only one intention for her and um yeah wasn't a fan this is clearly for the the uh, egg-headed
0: football fans that watch the movie (laughs) absolutely but like that's the other thing too is like jennifer garner's pretty but like if you're wanting to appeal to the eggheads like again you could have just gotten a hot no-name actress for cheaper and and just had her yeah know. true and then like the other thing It was like, oh, here's my ex-wife. And then the ex-wife disappeared. Like, that, like, whole thing, there were so many other storylines that were just like, okay, here's this random story. Here's this random person. Like, the gymnastics scene with Chadwick Boseman's character goes to see his nephews (laughs) do gymnastics. It's like, okay, like, why is this, what is the point of this? Like, so it was just a lot of, like, jumping around to storylines that like just didn't make any sense and you know you look at terry cruz's character is terry cruz an agent or is terry cruz the guy's dad and why is arian mm-hmm. foster who was about to retire at the time supposed to play a 19 year old kid who's about to enter the draft so it was just <laughs> a lot of weird decisions in terms of writing and in terms of characters and building up those characters
1: Somebody did reference the gymnastics tumbling part of this. So I figured I might as well impart my wisdom because <laughs> while I don't know anything about college or NFL football, I know about gymnastics. So I'll tell you this kids, Fonte Max kids have terrible form when it comes to their cartwheels. And if his son is doing X cartwheels at that age, he is way, way behind. And then the kids in the background of a different shot are doing forward rolls and using their hands to stand up. That is improper form. So that was terrible coaching on the <laughs> part of whoever is training them there's my two cents on the gymnastics part. Carry on.
0: (laughs) Love it, man. Thank you. So let's get to the actual like story, right? Because the story behind, like the idea behind it, I think is so interesting. And as people who love the draft, like having, you know, a Mm -hmm. movie about these kind of decisions is so interesting. Right. And so the way that it goes through from like the Seattle Seahawks guy, like he wants the quarterback, but he also wants the picks. And so he calls Mm -hmm. the Browns guy who is like the most desperate. Right. And then you see the owner telling the Browns guy, like, Hey, you need to make a splash today or you're fired. So like that whole thing, Mm -hmm. that whole process was very interesting. And I like the way that they did all of that setting up the whole thing. And then kind of like after the fact, you know, I I made this joke on Twitter about the 49ers, right? Like they traded all these picks to theoretically go draft Mac Jones And then it was like, oh shit, like (laughs) there are other players that we're considering. And so I texted you and I was like, man, Kyle Shanahan thinks he's slick copying the the plot of draft day. (laughs) It was just kind of a a really funny alignment between the movie and like what's happening right now.
1: Yeah, that was such a strange thing to watch them, you know, get... I can't look. I can't imagine that the that NFL teams actually operate anything quite like this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, ownership pressure totally makes sense. Uh, making stupid trades totally makes sense. But waking up the day of trading for number one and then going. I think we should watch tape on him, <laughs> and then they go to watch tape on him, and and then the intern can't even find the tape. Yeah. So they're like, they're like, after like calling the intern a moron, they're like, "Where's the tape? Like, we need tape on this guy. Like, you don't even have tape ready for the for the the best quarterback prospect you supposedly have ever seen. Yeah, you don't even have tape like ready. I could fire up tape right now in in two minutes and have that screen shared right now. And this NFL organization doesn't even have tape on the guy. So, yeah, but it's fascinating that the Niners who right now go reportedly go to three and then go, you know, Trey Lance isn't that <laughs> this
0: other guy. You know, like,
1: you know what? I think we, like I said it on Twitter, like it's like the Chargers trading up for Jake Fromm and going, you know, maybe we should watch Herbert and Tua Tungavailoa. Like, I think there's something there. <laughs> yeah. What is the plot? Like, I don't understand. I'm, but then the Niners are apparently doing that. So maybe that, maybe that's a thing i don't know we'll certainly find out uh the draft it's six o'clock right now pacific so we will probably find out in 24 hours what the niners are actually doing so i
0: I can't wait to see what they do yeah man it's gonna be super exciting um the way that they handled the draft day too was was honestly like hilarious like the the gm (laughs) of this football team is sitting in his office and everybody else is in the war room like waiting for the pick And then he just comes in and he's like, yeah, Vontae Mack. And then he just bounced. Like he (laughs) didn't want to stick around. He was like, all right, I'm done. I made my first pick. Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, he's, he's back with Jennifer Garner and and about to make out or whatever. And then it's like, wait, yeah. Bo Callahan is falling. Like just so interesting. And then he goes and he trades three second round picks to then trade back for his first round picks and get a running back. Like, The whole draft process, and I hate to say this, but like it's so stereotypical of Cleveland, like, just no organization (laughs) at all, or at least the past, right? Like, no organization, no plan. We're going to trade all of our picks for this defensive end and then get the first round picks back and then take a running back, like, so stereotypical of Cleveland. Yeah.
1: it's funny the fir- so the first trade that goes down i did run the numbers on the draft chart because of course i did <laughs> and you know the first trade is like okay like they, they they the the browns do lose that trade um because they give up so much but you're going to one and if it was for trevor lawrence and you give up two firsts to go from seven to one for trevor lawrence like that kind of makes sense to me the idea that trevor lawrence would then continue to fall to like six yeah <laughs> um unlikely like if the, the Jets would take him at two if the, if the Jaguars didn't pick him at one and if he didn't go at one or two he'd go three like the fact that he would go all the way to six and you know the people are taking like a corner at five or whatever like that's definitely not going to happen uh, the last trade is my favorite because first of all the Seahawks could have completely just said no and then just or not yeah the Seahawks could have totally said Seahawks, no yeah. the Browns definitely weren't taking Callahan and then they could have just taken him it would have been the end of the movie roll credits. you know hey like I want my picks back no Click. Movie's over, and the, you know they take Brian Ball- Callahan because the dude's taking the the running back anyway. Um, but the fun part about that trade is they give up the, so they in return return those first round picks to move up one spot in the draft, which means the Seahawks lose value of two thousand one hundred fifty points on the draft <laughs> value chart, which is basically worth the 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 third overall pick in the draft anyway. Um, so it, it was just kind of fun to watch them go from like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Well, okay, kind of that makes sense. And then just get completely trashed on, on that, that final trade. Um, yeah. What, what a, what a series of events for sure.
0: Which is also very stereotypical of the Seattle Seahawks, who do not know how to draft at all. So, the one thing—the <laughs> sure. one thing this movie got right is like the way that they conveyed the teams, even the Jaguars, right? Like, oh, it's a first-time general manager. Like, oh, he's he's so stressed out, and like they call him on the phone, and the dude's like, yeah. like looks like he's on cocaine, just like <laughs> cannot get a grip of himself. Yeah. And then as soon as yeah. like, oh, I can get three second-round picks. Ooh, I could look smart. And then the whole mood changes of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like I'm smart. I know yeah. what I'm doing. And so like the way that they <laughs> conveyed the football teams was so funny. It was so cheesy. So corny. Yeah. But that really to funny. me was like the best part of the movie, the way that that whole thing went down and the way that they conveyed these teams in the process of, you know, going through this draft of the first seven picks, that to me was the best part of the movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, there is some chaos, there is some excitement in real life, so I suppose, like, you know, these calls, these last-minute trades, all this pressure, like, maybe that's legit. My question to you, Steven, is, are you a pancake-eating motherfucker?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So many cheesy, corny one-liners in this movie. (laughs) That is my favorite one, by far, because you're a pancake-eating motherfucker. Like, so funny. (laughs) Um, the other thing that we have to address, dude, the birthday party, like literally, like I was listening, like I'm sitting there watching this and going, this is what's happening to Justin Fields. Like, this is exactly what is happening. Somebody found out that he had a birthday party or whatever. So again, just like the corniest thing of like them finding out a way to not draft this Bo Callahan dude, uh, is the fact that his teammates did not go to his birthday party so funny mm-hmm. so cheesy but you just gotta love stuff like that
1: i didn't realize how many quotes from twitter have come from this movie people talking about me neither like, <laughs> did, he, did he find the hundred dollar bill you know pancake eating motherfucker like i didn't watch this in a long time uh what else did they go to his birthday party fonte mac no matter what now it's like you know yeah. player, whatever no matter what i can't believe how many quotes came from this uh this particular movie but yeah would I I don't I wouldn't okay so I don't care that if, if there was a prospect and no one went to his birthday party I wouldn't care I might care that he didn't remember anything that happened to his 21st yes. birthday party because that means he got uh, drunk it's so like okay that's interesting <laughs> um the hundred dollar bill one is kind of I don't that's know like smart. that's that's kind of seems legit yeah, yeah. like I, I legitimately think teams could could do that and I wonder if someone ever stole that idea or whatever um but I would lie like if, if, if I didn't read it and I'd be like yeah it, there was it fell out or something like it never was there how can you guarantee yeah. that there's a like maybe they taped it you know things come untaped and you know maybe it fell so yeah. I don't know the whole thing was interesting they, they certainly made that quarterback character Bo Callahan look like a like a jerk like a stereotypical whatever he's like they calls him he's like you know does winning mean everything to you and Bo Callahan's like uh, excuse me like, what <laughs> You know, and they, they call him later and he's like, um, you know, do people go to your birthday party? He's like, what? Like, they just make you hate this this poor quarterback. And, you yeah. know, just finding these really stupid
0: ways to hate. Um, insert Justin Fields here. So, yeah. Yep. So the, the, 100, the $100 bill thing, I haven't heard of many teams doing something like that. Um, but mm. I know the Raiders were testing Jamarcus Russell and they would give him oh, no. tapes. And then like, you know, they would give him like a blank tape or whatever and mm. ask him if he watched it. And he was like, yeah, well, there was this, this, and this on it. And then they're like, Oh, you yeah. did not watch this tape. So I know that is like a verified story that has happened.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but yeah, the hundred dollar bill thing. That's an interesting one. And then another corny one-liner, you know, who did send the, the hundred dollars back. Yeah. I forget the actual Browns quarterback name and the thing, but it was yeah. like this guy. And then it was like, you just see the wheels oh turning. God. It was like, oh my yeah. God, like, okay, like we're going to stick with this guy <laughs> and we're going to take this defensive end. And yeah, the entire time I'm sitting there going, they're like, they're going to take Vontae Mack. Like I had not seen the movie. I didn't know this was the outcome. I'm just <laughs> sitting there going, they're not taking this quarterback. They're going to take the defensive end. Yeah, and then Shit's going to get crazy. I didn't know how crazy that was going to get, <laughs> treating all your second rounders and then getting your first rounders back. <laughs> So it was it was a crazy ride, yeah. but, you know, very predictable uh, outcome by taking Vontae Mack. And then I, I, I just kind of love the fact that they threw in a punt returner as like the saving, like the, the final <laughs> piece of the trade puzzle is this punt returner. Yeah. Like, you know, the Chargers fan to me is like, I appreciate the fact that special teams got mentioned here.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they're like, what do we need? A punt returner. And this triumphant music starts playing. And yeah. Like, Freaking Putney. Man. Like, give me the punt returner. Yeah. And it was
0: like, yeah, Putney. Yeah. We did it.
1: Um. But yeah, I wanted to point one thing about the, the running back out. Uh, Ray Jennings supposedly had twenty one fifty nine total yards and 22 touchdowns. Number two player. Was it Mike Mayock that was on the TV? Yeah, Mike that? Mayock was I think it, it was yeah. Mike Mayock. That so was the number two player on Mike Mayock's board. Just for reference, Najee Harris has 1900 total yards and 30 touchdowns this year. And I don't think he's number two on his board, but it's not surprising <laughs> to me that Mike Mayock likes, you know, Ray Jennings that much to put him number two on his board. And of course, I think he was part of the draft that took Josh Jacobs, no?
0: Yeah, that would be hilarious, man. You get Josh Jacobs, you sign Kenyon Drake, and you draft Najee, Najee Harris just for the hell of it. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, overall, I think the movie was entertaining. It was definitely a, a fun thing to, to check out and, and understand all the references. Um, but, like, people who watch it religiously, I, I don't understand you. Uh, I uh, Go spend your time more wisely. <laughs> like, to me, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I watched it once, and I'm good. I'll probably never watch it again. Um, but I'm glad that I did, yeah. and, and now I can understand all the references. But um, I just... It's one of those movies. Like I said, all the money went towards the cast. Should have spent some more money on yeah. the writing and production of the movie, and it would have been way better. But entertaining movie overall. Um, definitely had some good parts, and I thought the idea very interesting. Had a lot of fun watching it.
1: Yeah, I certainly think that. Like, I would if they made another one, I would watch it. Like, I, I didn't like this movie, but if they made another one and it was about, you know, who sucks now, still, still the Jaguars.
0: Yeah, they, get so, do the Jaguars. they made it
1: about the Jaguars. Like I, like, I would totally watch it about how the, the GM has developed and yeah. know, what's going on. Uh, yeah, so it was fun to watch, um, re-watch it again. I, I got a kick out of it because it was kind of terrible. Um, the last thing I'll say is that, you know, the, the triumphant music plays and... Well, I have two more things to say, sorry. You're good. The triumphant music plays at the end of the, of the movie and they're all running out of the tunnel and it's all their new draft picks yeah this movie was released in 2014 and after all that triumphant heroism and whatnot the browns went seven and nine that season so it's not like they did very good after (laughs) that year anyway so um other thing i wanted to point out is that i was just curious because i'm doing the 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 draft um, the value chart and whatever so the second rounders that they gave up one of their second rounders was the 36 overall pick because that pick was originally going to the Patriots and they lost it to deflate gate so there's like a little bit of random history sprinkled throughout this movie interesting
0: yeah I think there was definitely some some aspects of it that were inspired by true events um you know like we were talking about just kind of in general the, the way that the teams went about their business um so like yeah. I said it, it was a fun movie it definitely could have been way better if they would have tweaked some things um but had a good time and When you are listening to this, it will be the actual draft day. So cannot wait for this um, huge day for the Chargers and obviously everybody involved. Cannot wait to see who the 49ers pick and so ready for that storyline to be done. ESPN has not stopped talking about it for like the last three months. Um, So happy draft day, first of all. And uh, hopefully Tom Telesco has learned his lesson and is not like the Browns general manager and takes an offensive tackle at 13. Tyler, any thoughts before we wrap up today? You know,
1: just talking or following up with that, I'm smiling right now. I'm totally happy if in about 25 hours they don't take an offensive tackle, I'm not going to be very happy
0: (laughs) A live stream. Yeah, man, it's going to be a crazy experience. Happy to uh, be able to share this fun, special episode with you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And, uh, again, stay tuned for the live stream. We'll be going live about 4.30 before the draft at 7.30 Eastern for those on the East Coast. Thank you so much, and we'll see you guys later. Bye, guys.